Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, I'm your host, and welcome to today's show. We're going to talk about being so connected that you become disconnected. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, and if you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and I'm the managing director and founder of The Brief Lab, where we help people master concise communication. The purpose of this podcast is pretty simple, just to help you and your ideas stand out, to master lean communication. And to do that, we need to tackle a lot of issues that you're facing in today's information-laden world. So what we're going to tackle today is being so connected, too connected actually. Recently, I had a conversation with my brother-in-law and he shared a news article with me which I found really surprising, almost troubling. And it was from um, England where Britain had appointed a minister for loneliness amid the growing trend of isolation. And I thought, the minister of what? And it turns out that in England nowadays, and I can only think about life in the United States and other parts of the world, the majority of people, it turns out, over the age of 75 live alone. And about 200,000 older people in the UK have not had a conversation with a friend or relative in more than a month. So what England had done was they, they created a ministry to help people in this area of isolation where they're just living alone. They don't talk to people. And it's a terrible thing, right, you know, to be isolated. I could only imagine how horrible that might be. So when you look at the issue here of the world we live in and how it's changing and what it's becoming, one of the things that I really want people to be aware of is you know, the threat of constant connectivity and the effect it can have on you personally. Certainly in the book, we talked about being brief and the need to be clear and concise. And well, why do you need to do that? Well, sir, there's a lot of information headed in our way and there's interruptions and you're overwhelmed by information and emails and social media and constant connectivity and all these things around us that really force us to need to, to be better communicators and cut through the clutter. But if you look at the reality, the research is staggering. Um, there was an article in NPR that said be, that people on social media are more, that use social media more than two hours a day had twice as much odds of isolation than people that used social media for only a half hour a day. In another article in Forbes magazine, they said that the most, the most cases of isolation um, occur with people under 35 who are the most prolific social media users. And this just kind of triggered in me a, an incident that happened a few years ago, not too long ago, where my one of my daughters, uh, during the summer went to one of her friend's lake houses and she was all excited about going with a bunch of her friends to the lake house and they went off and for the weekend and they came back after the week away and of course when she walked in the door we we're like how was your how was the weekend and whatever and, and what happened etc and she was really disappointed and i sat her down I'm like, what happened and she says well you know dad when i was when i was there at the lake house um all the girls that were there, they all took out their phones and they were on their phones the whole weekend. She's like, we didn't talk at all. 
And I thought that was that's terrible. You know, I'm, I mean, at some point she, she must be exaggerating. She was like, no, and they were on their phones all the time, so much so that she goes, I just didn't feel connected to any of them, and they were her quote unquote friends from school, and it kind of made me think like, all right. You're glued to these things so much. How could it be that you're in the same house with all of your friends and you can't have a conversation? Well, the irony of the whole thing is that all this time online to connect, ironically, is leading people to isolation. And, you know, that's a terrible thing. And obviously, to appoint a minister for loneliness is just sort of a leading indicator of what is happening today in our world. And I think that it's something to think about. You know, this feeling that you're connected and you have friends and followers and posts and commentary and all this connection. And you look at people's networks and how many people I'm connected to on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and all of, you know, Snapchat, all these different things where you're connected to just hundreds, if not thousands of people but it begs the question, but how are your real connections? You know, what is, what's really happening to you in your life? And I read a quote in a book um, that caught my attention. The book is called Bored and Brilliant. And I'll talk a little bit more about this in, in subsequent podcasts. But the basic point of this book is that you need to let yourself be bored to have brilliant ideas. Well, in this book, when reading it, there was a quote from this woman, Sophia, that really caught my attention because it was just troubling. In its honesty, and she said, I've been feeling too drawn to my iPad recently, and it's all for relatively meaningless stuff. I keep being reminded that life is short, and I know I will be full of regrets about the role the iPad played in my life when I'm running out of days. When I was reading that, I just, it really, it hit me that this consumption with information comes at a cost. And that cost is the time spent there is robbing us from time spent with people. And we just have to be aware of it. I'm not saying that it's bad, but what I am saying is that the sense of being connected is actually being disconnected. Um, that, that feeling that you have, that you have all of this connectivity may be misleading and it may be leading us into isolation. Um, so here's a couple things to think about just as you, as you go through your day-to-day -day life. You know, so you're, you're doing these things. I am too. You wake up and you're, and you're checking things and you feel like, you know, you are, you know, you're texting people and they're texting you back and you're sending emails and they're responding and then you're checking social media and people are liking things. And there's all of this, this real sense of like, no, I'm, I'm more connected than ever. And I think in some ways that feeling becomes almost like true. So, you know, years ago when my life was very, very different, you know, I would have a set of friends, but I, I'm not nearly as up to date or connected with my group of friends or, or associates or, you know, professional connections than I've ever been. And that's all thanks to social media and, and, and all the advances in technology, which are amazing. You know, I can, I can look at a news, a news feed on LinkedIn and, and really keep track of, hundreds if not thousands of people that I've met over the years and it's it really is remarkable to see and stay visible to what's going on and, and certainly in my personal life when I check Facebook and some of these other things like Instagram and 
it really can give me a sense of like a, almost like a digital magazine of what's going on with the people around me. But I have to be careful that the people that I'm connected to, I might actually lose contact with over, over time. And I, I, I felt that personally to be the case for me. And it happens, and I and I and I think that it's something that I need to be aware of, and I need to I, I need to work on because the more connected I am, I might becoming more disconnected because I feel like I'm covering off on that on that part of my life. So I think the first thing is is to monitor, you know, monitor how much time you know I'm glued to um, it, and I'll refer to it as well. It could be certainly social media, as we mentioned, but you know, news feeds, and I'm I'm getting in you know all this information coming away. I'm glued to it. Um, you know, checking email and what I call just, you know, a swipe fest where you're just swiping my iPad, swiping my phone, and I'm looking for what's next, what's next, what's next. But going back to Sophia's quote, is it robbing me? Is it robbing me of this real connection? You know, that she might have a life full of regrets about the role of the iPad, or in this case, technology played in her life when she's running out of days. You know, because our, you know, I mean, we don't have forever here, so we have massive opportunities to be connected to people. But this might be filling that void in a in a, in a semi artificial way. I think the second thing to realize is to recognize that it, that it can be addictive. You know, the the nature of these things are that it kind of feeds this need for connection in my life, and it 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 feels like it's nutrition. It feels like it's filling, but. The, the reality is it's not filling me. It's, it's just mimicking this deeper need for connectivity that I have in my life that is not really being met. And when it's not being met, that sense of isolation, that real, that real, that reality in my life, I should say, is, is present and it's sort of buried under this, this mask of, of uh, a false connectivity, so to speak. And I think the last thing to consider is, you know, Pursue real, pursue real connections. Look for those moments, those real moments where I'm talking to somebody. You know, I'm having a conversation. I am listening to somebody. I'm in a meeting. I'm um, with a group of friends. And is technology in those moments, those really rare, important moments, turns out, is technology interrupting me from giving my undivided attention, being fully connected to the people around me. I mean, I, I, one of the amazing things about social media is it does keep me aware of things that are happening. And recently, you know, a close friend of mine who I haven't spoken to in a long time, I found out that her, her spouse died all of a sudden. And, you know, I can click on a thing and say that I'm sad and I can even direct message her and my, I'm certainly sad, super saddened by this t- tragic news in her life. She lives out of state, and I haven't spoken to her in years. Her, her brother was a really close friend of mine at school. But I didn't pick up the phone and call her, and I should have. I really should have. So, yeah, I'm connected with her. I understand that that's happening, but I'm more isolated, and she is too. And she's in a moment where she might need people really to, to, to be there at her side and to support her. So something to think about. Um, I think that at the end of the day, I want my real life to exceed my digital one. And it's very easy for that to get flipped, where my digital life seems so, you know, ex- 
extensive and so dynamic and so up-to-date and so real that it is eliminating you know the the real connection that I need to have so my 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 real life needs to be much more than my digital one um, so just just some things to think about in this article that triggered this podcast about being so connected that you're disconnected um, the minister for loneliness <laughs> comes calling so maybe you know when you think about this as we're all reflecting on this world that we live in, this amazing world that we live in, filled with irony, that we might pick up the phone and call someone um, so that no minister of loneliness will come visiting them because we got there first. Just saying.